how are you, the Wolf's Pack? Uh, we're trying with a few little different things here tonight, so let's see how we go. Uh, it's great to have you all on board again. I hope everybody's jumping on and getting all excited. Here we are for day two, so welcome back. I hope you had an amazing day yesterday. Yesterday, day one, we covered what, what makes us successful, and that is your own personal strength. Personal strength means being able to take action and follow through. Let me ask, did you do your exercises I set for you last night? Did you follow up, take action on the two things that you were supposed to? Did you? Did you really? If you didn't go back and do them again, make sure you go through that first video before we start tonight, okay? It's very, very important because we have to build on success. For the rest of you, awesome. Congratulations if you took action last night. We talked about this yesterday. When we take small actions consistently every day, you begin to improve and develop more strength. Just like when you're going to train at the gym. First day you start off light, then as it gets a little heavier, you start to grow stronger and stronger. This is the same thing we want to achieve here. We want to be able to use our personal strength on a daily basis. Okay, so if it is that easy, if all we need to know is our why or our W and where we actually want to go in life and take action, our onward or our O, learn if it's working or not and then be flexible enough in our approach, then why isn't everybody doing it? If it was that simple, then what is actually stopping us? That's what we're going to cover tonight in day two. So are you ready? Awesome. Okay, so what is it that is driving us and what is it that is actually stopping us? What is the one controlling force that seems to stop us? The answer is fear. The fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of rejection. But the real word we probably should use here is pain. You see, I believe we're driven by two major forces. The reason to avoid pain and the reason to gain pleasure. Think about this. When was the last time you did an online course or bought a program, maybe started one of these challenges and didn't even complete it? I'm guessing you have. I have too. Okay. So why is it that you want to get a result, invest money and still don't follow through? Or you listen to a program and you don't use it and what's the point of that? Look, you're not alone. Statistics show that less than 10% of the people who actually purchase programs never even use them, which is crazy, right? I've got to tell you that this program, this group, the Wolves Pack, it is going to push you. And it's, I'm going to encourage you to act on everything I talk about. At the end of the day, though, I can only do so much. For things to happen, it's got to be up to you to take action. I'm going to keep it simple and I'm going to keep it focused. So you can use the tools and start to apply them now and every single day in your life from now on. So let's get back to the question. How come people go to events, do a seminar, read a book, listen to an audio and still do not take action? We've all done it. So why is it? Why do we do that? Well, how many of you get caught up in just simple excuses? Like, oh, first I better take the garbage out or I need to do something in the kitchen or I need to take... the take anything out or take the kids out for some food or tidy up the desk first, right? We get tied up in excuses. Well, I'm telling you, you can't get caught up. You've got to use your personal strength. You've got to get yourself to follow through. Why don't you follow through though? Why not? What stops us is the twin forces. They're called pain and pleasure. Remember every single thing we do in life, we do out of the need to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. Think about this. Why do some people go to the gym and others don't? It's all about what they link pain and pleasure to. Some people think that not having a great body is painful. Others think that having a great body is painful. 
right? Does that make sense? They would rather stay comfortable, sit on the couch, maybe eat a pie. I'll put my hand up for that one. And vice versa. If somebody feels more pleasure at having a fit, strong, flexible body, then they're more, in turn, going to go to gym. They're going to take more pleasure in the little things that actually cause them to have a great body. Some do it to avoid pain. Some do it to gain pleasure. Sometimes it's even a combination of both of those two forces at once. can cause people not only to move towards their goals, but also stop in a lot of different areas. Have you ever been caught procrastinating? Well, we all have. So what exactly is procrastination? Well, it's the opposite of using your own personal strength. It stops you in your tracks. It immobilizes you from taking action. It's needing to do something and not following through. Procrastination is the silent killer. It grows on you and it can take control of your life. It can stop you from moving in all major areas of your life. And most times you don't even realize it's happening. It steals your freedom. So then why do we procrastinate? Well, we procrastinate because we think taking action will be more painful than actually doing nothing and not taking any action at all. Even when we know that taking action will bring us the pleasure we want, we still procrastinate. What happens when we procrastinate is that the pain of taking action appears more real in that moment than the actual end result. Procrastination can also reverse on you when the pain of not taking action becomes more than taking action itself. Have you ever been caught in that place where you have to just got to the point, it's so painful putting it off any longer, so you just do it, and when you do it, you realize it wasn't even that hard after all? It actually took less time than you think? Did some of you do that maybe last night? Mmm, something to think about, right? So sometimes we wait until the pain of not doing something is so big before we actually take action. Why do we do that to ourselves? Because we have not yet mastered the twin controlling forces of our life, pain and pleasure. How many people have gone on a diet, lost weight, then a couple of years later, gained it all back plus more? Why is it that some people will just overeat? What do you think that they link deep pleasure with when they see food, chocolate, beer, ice cream? So even though being less fat is pleasurable in that moment, the pleasure you will get from eating your favorite food is greater than the pain of actually being fat. So you grab the cake, you grab the beer, and you start to eat. Make sense? The need to avoid pain is biological. It's wired in our bodies. Why? Because it's a survival mechanism. Your brain will fight like crazy to avoid any pain. That's a good thing, right? So not to make a change in this example, but to have permanent weight loss, we need to change what we link pleasure and pain to. Research shows that in most cases, the need to avoid pain is such a greater motivator than the need to actually gain pleasure. Have you or anyone you know ever associated more pain with asking somebody out on a date? And the potential of being rejected versus the pain of not actually being with that person at all is so great that you won't even ask them out. Does that make sense? It's, it's crazy. What about some people who associate more pain with success? versus the pain of not actually reaching their own financial goals. What determines our behavior comes down to this. Which pain is the most intense? So you can see why understanding what drives our behavior is essential for us to take control of our whole life. Too often we try to make a change over and over, nothing changes. Why is that? Because internally the associations you make to pain and to pleasure stop you short from reaching your actual goal. Ever heard or know of someone who gives 100% in their job, their boss, 
they work for them, they do overtime, they do all the extras, they really love their job, then something happens and the boss changes their attitude towards them, all of a sudden their reaction is emotional, starts to cause to associate massive pain with their work, now they even hate going to their job. Listen, <coughs> there's gonna be times in our life when expectations just simply aren't met, where people may disappoint you, We have different expectations on how they should behave. My suggestion is this, get over it, okay? That's part of life, it's part of growth. You must learn to be in control of your emotions and not live in life in reaction. Different associations in the subconscious mind can also create sabotage. The story I mentioned about the job, when the job is going really well for that person, they may suddenly associate pain because in their neural pathways, there was a point when the immense pleasure threshold just turned to pain. So they did something to sabotage it. They either wanted to get out of their job, they started doing poor performance, or they started turning up late, and they eventually created the negative situation. Does that make sense? So these associations affect every part of your life, big things and little things, relationships, health, even in business. I mean, it's even more important in business. In marketing and advertising, people are so motivated to avoid pain, they will buy product that creates the most pleasure for them, right? There's heaps of examples. Watch pain and pleasure commercials like Coke, uh, Red Bull, any beer commercial, right? When I was really fat, I had a massive association of pain in any form of exercise. When I was 18, I broke my back, right? I had an operation to repair it. It's fixed, but it's never quite 100%. So anytime I trained, I got hurt, I was carrying around all of this weight and I put massive pressure on my back and the injury and it just sucked, right? I also seemed to get this 20-year-old kid that had never been fat in his life, injured in any way, and he was my PT. And he would usually judge me each week at weigh-in and think I was cheating. I remember the last time it happened, he almost called me a liar because he said, what have you eaten this week? And I said, basically what you told me to do. And he's like, basically, uh, you sure you didn't slip a Big Mac in there? And I wanted to strangle the little prick, right? So <laughs> the problem I had was I hated being called a liar. I hated that and I associated so much pain to actually getting it done that the pain of exercising that I just stopped going. So to finally start losing weight, I had to shift massively my associations with exercise. I had to start to link in my mind a state of change that said, I love to walk the dog every day. I love the morning. I love going out in the ocean, seeing the morning breeze. I started to associate massive pain to not actually doing it. In fact, now if I miss a day with the dog and it happens, I feel like I can let my dog down, right? And she lets me know about it. So that's reassociating pain and pleasure to get the results I wanted. Does that make sense? Cool. All right, so research shows that in most cases, the need to avoid pain is the greater motivator than the need to gain pleasure. Quick question, what would you do more of? Would you do more to make $25,000 or would you do more to prevent someone stealing $25,000 out of your bank account? That's an interesting question and it's one that you really got to think about. Would you do more to actually make $25,000 or would you actually do more to avoid somebody stealing $25,000? We generally do more to avoid the pain. Most people don't succeed and don't take action until they're feeling the most pain. Some of the greatest success stories come from people who eventually just hit rock bottom. Right? If you watched last night's video, I told you the story last night about how at 15, I actually had to pull pies out of a bin and take them home and eat. That period of my life caused me so much pain that I was determined it was just never ever gonna happen again. It was just never gonna happen, right? 
So how do we change these associations? You can change the threshold of pain at any time to change any habit. It depends on what you focus on, pain, pleasure, or both. You change the associations to change the behavior, right? Use pain and pleasure instead of having pain and pleasure, use you. That's the secret to success. Do it up front before it's too painful for you to move. Use the carrot and the stick together. Do it so you're in control of your life instead of your life being in control of you. Example, because this applies to a lot of people. Money is often linked to pain. In all different associations in people, they had, it prevents them from making more money. If you don't have enough money, then you probably, somewhere in your brain, link more pain to having money than not having enough. I know you're probably thinking, shut up, Shane, you know shit, but I'm telling you, it's true. Right now, I'm telling you, you guys are in the top 10%. You're in here, you're watching this video, you've taken time out to come into this group and listen to me. So you have enough personal strength to change the scale of this pleasure and pain and decide what you link money to. If you're not following though, the scale of lifted weights is in the opposite direction and where it's supposed to be. If you don't have enough money in your life, it's not because you're not smart enough, it's not because you're not available or it's not available. It's not because there's not enough money in the world because there's plenty. It's because something inside of you is linking an abundance of money to pain. Somewhere deep inside, you're associating some kind of pain to an abundance of money. You may have a belief that you may be hurting others. People will judge you. It's lonely at the top. There's plenty of different beliefs there or you'll feel alone, right? It's all bullshit. So to get a certain threshold, you revert back to your comfort zone. Does that make sense? If you're starting and they're not following through with your actions, it's what you have is called approach avoidance. It means you've got mixed associations. What you link things like money, relationships, health to, you start linking pleasure and pain or pain to both sides of that. And it stops you from going forward, right? You start to get cautious and you start to self-sabotage. So what you have to do is you have to decide right now that you're going to take control of the focus of your mind. Does that make sense? You need to decide. Focus on how much pain. If you don't take action, what is the ultimate price? Ask yourself, what would be the ultimate cost to me financially, physically, spiritually, etc.? You have to learn that what you focus on and what you link pain and pleasure to, if you want to gain control of your life, right? So I want you to take action right now. I want you to take out your journal. If you don't have a journal, piece of paper, pen, scribble on the wall, I don't give a shit, right? Right now, I want you to write down four things that you've been procrastinating on, four different things than you wrote last night. Now, you're probably sitting there thinking, Shane, I did two yesterday. I don't give a shit. Grab four more. What are four things that you can associate that you need and you've been procrastinating on and you need to take action right now? Take it out. I'm waiting. Let's do it, okay? All right, it could be anything. It could be losing some weight. Could be ringing your mum. Could be finishing your tax, weeding your garden. I don't care what it is, write it down. Write four things down. What are four things you've been procrastinating at? Where does it stop smoking? Is it maybe go to gym more? And I've seen a couple of people in the comments last night saying that. That was a good one. Maybe it's walking every day. Whatever it is, write them down. Write your four things down. Right? Now, step number two, this is important. Right? Write down if you don't take action on these four things, what is the pain of not taking action in your physical, 
body, in your self-image, in your relationship, how it affects you financially. Make sense? So step number one, write down four things that you've been procrastinating on. Step two, if you don't take action, what is the pain of not taking action in those areas? This is how we start to reassociate things, guys. So this is really, really important. Step three, I want you to write down all the pleasure that you've actually associated to that prevents you from taking that action, right? So I know that sounds weird, but what is the pleasure that you got out of not actually taking that action? There would be some pleasure associated with that as well. All right, so that's step one, step two, step three. Step four, right? This is where things get a little bit weird. I want you to start thinking, write down what it will cost you if you don't change over the next two, three, four, five years in every area of your life. So let's say one of your things was to start doing more gym, right? So what would it cost you if you didn't start to do gym? What would it cost you in the next two, three, four years of your life? Right? It could be eating, it could be smoking. What would it cost you? I want you to really make this emotional. I want you to feel the pain in this, right? It's very, very important. And step five, I want you to write down the last thing. Step five, what will you gain if you do take action? What is all of the things that you will gain? All of the pleasure, all of the impact present and long-term in your physical body, to your strength, to your energy, to your vitality, to your financial situation. What about to your freedom? Will you have stronger relationships? <laughs> okay. Now, I know you probably haven't got through all of them yet. I'll make sure that these are in the notes. Okay, but I'll give you a couple of seconds. Get it done. Okay, excellent. So ultimately, every single thing we do in our lives, every single thing is driven by our fundamental need to avoid pain and desire to gain pleasure. Both are biologically driven and they're both controlling forces in our lives. Remember, we will do way more to avoid pain than we actually will to gain pleasure. Pain is the greater motivator in the short term, right? It's the carrot or the stick. Sometimes it's the stick that gets you to move. At any particular moment in time, whatever you focus your attention on is what is most real to you. Do you make that? Does that make sense? So if you're sitting there and you're wanting to lose weight and all of a sudden you see a, a chocolate and you start associating pleasure to that, then that is the most real thing. That is why when most people go on a diet, they get rid of everything out of the house, get rid of the temptation. At any particular moment in time, whatever you focus your attention on is the most real thing to you. Do you understand? So if you want to change your behavior, you must focus your attention on, number one, how not changing your behavior will be more painful than actually changing it. And number two, how changing will bring you more measurable and immediate pleasure. They're the two big keys. You must change what you link pain and pleasure to in order to change your behavior. Use pain and pleasure instead of letting pain and pleasure actually use you. Use the carrot and the stick together. Does that make sense? So tonight was all about getting clear and understanding what the driving forces are. It's very important that you understand it because tomorrow on day three, we will start to focus on how to change specifically what we associate pain and pleasure to. And we're going to use this using the four steps to your ultimate destiny, right? 
So guys, we're gonna throw up the links down below. Those questions will be back there again down there. I want to make sure that you keep gaining momentum. I know we did two things yesterday. Today we've got four things and we've got five different questions to those four things. Make sure you drop them in the comments below. Make sure that you go absolutely batshit crazy with this and have some fun with it, okay? It's very, very important that you have fun while doing this. So make sure you talk in the group, make sure you connect with others. It's important because when you're having fun, when you attach emotion to learning, it seeps deeper inside of you. You start to really feel it in the fibers of your heart. So have some fun, get some energy in behind you. <coughs> Gosh, I know what I gotta give up. And make sure that you get right behind it because as we kick into day three, we're gonna to start to pull some of these things apart. We're gonna start associating pain and pleasure on a big count, and we're gonna start changing those neural pathways in our head. So Wolfpack, give me a howl, make sure you get up there, and understand that tomorrow, tomorrow, day three, you guys have already done more than most people ever do. Two days, we're gonna kick this thing out of the park. Guys, enjoy your time, I love you all. I will see you tomorrow night, 7 p.m. I'll see you then.